This is the first Lunch and Learn session of 2023. And uh, the reason why we wanted to talk about how to beat recession through customer success uh, is, as, as you guys are all aware, last year was actually quite an interesting year. On one hand, uh, as I started the conversation before uh, uh, we started the session, the bars went open. So that's a good thing. We could go drinking, we could have fun, we could, have, could engage. But on the other hand, we saw some other thing, things happening. Think about um, our lovely Putin, uh, who, who uh, uh, started the war in Ukraine, which is still running. Our gasoline prices went up, our energy prices went up, inflation went up. And now even we are starting to see that uh, quite a lot of organizations are starting to, to, to cut, cut, uh, cut their uh, employee base. So there's a lot of things happening in the market um, and we are in a pre slash we are in a recession in Europe. The 10% we have in Spain in the inflation is, is actually quite, uh, quite challenging for a lot of people and it will impact every single company. So for today, um, we're gonna to talk about how to beat recession through enabling a better customer success. And I have a special guest uh, joining us, Tom. Tom and I go back for, yeah, I think uh, I said, uh, I thought 10 years, but it's about five, six, seven years uh, where we started uh, connecting in the time we worked for uh, a data company in, uh, in Europe. Um, and we kept in touch after that. We had a previous uh, a few podcasts uh, and over the years we could be, we have become mates. He's amazing. This guy is really amazing. Uh, if you see what, what, the, what he can do. And uh, that amazingness has actually been uh, complimented last year when he uh, won an award, as no, uh, was nominated actually as Transformational Leader of 2022 at Pulse London, which is actually an, a massive agreement, uh, uh, achievement. So, <laughs> thumbs up, buddy. Thumbs <laughs> up, buddy. So, um, Tom and I are um, uh, have been working in customer success, customer experience for for ages. Uh, I think uh, uh, between the both of us, we have uh, oh, I, I don't want to say fifty years experience because then we look really old, but it's, it is close. <laughs> it is actually quite close. Um, and last year, he approached me uh, when uh, with uh, with some insights uh, uh, about a new program he developed, the Customer Cross program. And customer cross, uh, Tom's going to talk more about that. But what he showed me is um, a challenge I have experienced for years. How to define the right KPIs, which are actionable and which will actually derive success for your organization. And that's a complicated one because there are a lot of them. But before we get to that, Tom, um, welcome. I want to thank you in advance, of course, for joining. Uh, but maybe a bit of an introduction of yourself so people know uh, who they have in front of them. Well, thank you for this for this nice introduction, uh, Rahim, uh, and thank you for for uh, having me in your in your lunch and and learn session. Um, it's uh, it's my pleasure. It's uh, it's been too long since we we haven't met, and uh, I have to be honest, I'm always jealous about the nice weather you're in. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I spend my time in rainy Paris and Rotterdam, and, and you're always in the sunshine. So I, you really make me jealous. But anyhow, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get down to Barcelona ASAP. Um, yeah, for, for, for those who do not know me, my name is Tom, Tom Cornwall. Um, I've spent uh, more than 20 years in the IT and SaaS space, um, mainly in, in customer service, customer success uh, functions. 
Um, I'm the former customer service and customer success director uh, at Salagens, former customer operations director at uh, Dun & Bet Street, uh, co-founder of two SaaS startups, Funky Time and, and Certables, uh, founder, as you mentioned, of the, the Customer Cross Company. Um, for the time being, I'm the digital uh, transformation director at Altaris. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I was recently nominated transformational leader 2022 uh, at Pulse in Europe, and that was uh, it, it was uh, a surprise, but definitely uh, a nice surprise. I agree on that. But um, on top of that, I'm, I'm the proud dad of two millennial sons who I, uh, I love a ton. I'm addicted to sports. Um, I'm a wine lover, uh, which is completely irrelevant when we will be talking customer success. But anyway, I thought I'd just uh, bring it in. So that's that's me in a nutshell for, for, for those who do not know me. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Tom is amazing, and uh, the content he's going to share today is going to actually benefit all of you um, uh, with the objective, of course, that you guys get out of this meeting with something new, something you learned. Uh, and also, uh, what I want to ask you guys is, if you have insights you want to share, or you have questions, put them in the chat. If you put them in the chat, we will answer them uh, as we go. I've got some questions for you guys, too. Along the way, uh, I'll answer them in the chat because uh, I want to try to get it as interactive as possible. Um, so getting the introductions behind, uh, just for you guys for your information, the lovely lady up there is Wendy. Wendy's coordinating everything here today. So she will be gathering your questions. She will also be coordinating uh, the rest of the, uh, the session. Um, feel free to connect to anyone you see in this session because as you guys know, DNA is all about co-creation, but also making connections. So if you guys see each other and you see each other on LinkedIn, feel free to connect with each other. Because I think it's really important, especially in these times, that we find ways to connect to people who can add value to each other. And this is an opportunity for all of you. So feel free to do that. Um, Tom, um, if we look at customer success, and before we get into the data analysis, um, let's start with a basic question. How can customer success contribute to achieving growth objectives? Um, uh, yeah, you, you mean in, in, in today's in today's harsh economical times? Yeah. Um, Look, let, let me let me add a little bit to this one. So when I talk to people about customer success, mm -hmm. they have so many visions on what customer success is, and um, uh, I want to outline a little bit on on the topic itself from customer success from the perspective we want to touch for today, related to businesses churn and that kind of stuff. So a bit of it as an introduction also is if you look at customer success, what does it mean and, and how should it contribute in, in today's time uh, towards the growth objectives of organizations? Because I feel personally, if I come within an organization, we're talking about a sales organization, they're selling products or solutions or whatever they're doing. But effectively, if you look at the current times, a lot of sales teams and sales organizations are being canceled. Think about Salesforce, they're canceling 10% of the workforce. Majority is, is sales. So they're seeking new ways of retaining and growing clients. Hence mm -hmm. the question, how can customer success contribute to achieving growth objectives for organizations? Uh, yeah, well, well, first circling back to your first remark. Yeah, I, I agree. There's, there's a hundred definitions of what customer success is and is not. Uh, so we might have a separated session on that one because it, it can take us really far. Uh, what, what I do notice is that mainly people who are in customer success would call it customer success. Other people would call it customer experience, customer operations, post-sales, whatever. 
But, um, you know, let's agree on, on having another session on, on, on that one. But whatever, whatever you call it and, and whatever the exact definition uh, which you want to use, uh, the goal is to make your customer successful with your service, with your product, right? That, that's the goal. And, and the exact definition uh, can depend on, on, on your industry, on your, on your company, whatever. Um, but let's not forget, Rahim, that for, for most of the SaaS companies today, this is the first recession ever they go to. They've never been to, through a recession before, right? And, and, you know, when the tide goes out, you see who has been swimming naked. And, and swimming naked in this case means who, um, who uh, basically uh, failed to implement an efficient customer success strategy over the past couple of years. Because let's not forget that recession um, has a double impact on companies that have a recurring revenue business model, right? Um, and a well-implemented customer success strategy can make a whole lot difference um, in, in tackling both of, of those impacts. And, and the first impact obviously is customers churn faster. The second impact is we have a hard time finding new business, right? Um, when it comes to customers churning faster, well, it, you know, they churn faster because under the pressure of inflation, many suppliers and vendors have raised their prices. And as a customer, you have to prioritize your spendings. And unless your product or service is of strategic importance to the customer, it is very likely that you will be hit by that shift in priority. And you might lose some or maybe all of your annual recurring revenue, uh, ARR, as we call it, with that customer. So that, that's the churn part. And the new business part, well, it's, it's obvious that new business is more difficult to find when companies have to cut budgets. You already mentioned it. People are being laid off. It hits all industries, whether it's retail, uh, tech, fast-moving consumer, doesn't matter. But budgets going down and prospects will stall or postpone investments or purchases. Right? And, and we already see that effect today. Now, the latter is obviously not just the case for, for SaaS companies, right? Uh, uh, it is the case for every company. But if you are, uh, if you are in a recurring revenue uh, business model, uh, and, and most SaaS, or if not all SaaS companies are, you get hit double hard by the loss of ARR, of recurring revenue. Uh, you get double, hit double hard because um, it's not just the loss of the revenue right now at this moment. It's also the loss of the revenue of the years to come. It's also the loss of all potential revenue growth in the years to come. That's the very essence of uh, recurring revenue business models, right? So the loss is exponential. The loss is exponential. It's a hockey stick, but upside down, right? Uh, and you don't want that. I mean, that's nothing but bad news, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, but the good news is that, as you mentioned, uh, a well-implemented customer success strategy will help you to cope with both of those impacts. It will help you to cope with the churn, with the lacking new business, right? Um, uh, first of all, the churn, well, it's the, it's the essence of customer success. This is why customer success is around. It's there to get a higher customer retention. It is there to beat churn, right? And in times of recession, that means that um, GRR, growth retention rate, becomes a very important metric. It, is, it, it actually should have the highest focus 
on um, of your customer success actions. Whatever customer success action you do, it should contribute to a higher uh, GRR. And, and those of you who have been working with me in the past, and I noticed uh, there's a couple uh, of people here in, in, um, in the session that have, you will know that I prefer GRR as a metric uh, of customer retention. And the reason for that is it doesn't hide churn. Gross retention rate does not take into account upsell, cross-sell, whatever, right? So it doesn't hide any uh, churn, which if you use like other KPIs or metrics like logo retention or a net retention rate, they do hide churn. So personally, I advise you to use GRR. It will allow you, or, or um, you can do that on a monthly base, on, on a yearly base, whatever you want. Um, but it helps you to keep very, uh, very close track on your, on your retention and numbers. Secondly, the new biz. Well, um, if you have a well-implemented uh, customer success, that is a revenue driver, right? Uh, it really helps you to improve your top line while sales is having a hard time getting new biz in. And this is exactly what you mentioned about Salesforce. A lot of salespeople are being laid off. And that is because let's not forget a company like Salesforce, um, uh, they get more than 90, even, even more than 94% of their revenue from, um, uh, from the annual recurring revenue. Uh, and so they very well understood uh, how this thing works and that customer success is the driver behind the, the chunk of their revenue. This is no surprise. I mean, Mark Benioff basically is the godfather of, of, of customer success. Uh, um, uh, there's, there's this very nice story about him, which we can tell another time, but uh, it, it should be no surprise that Salesforce uh, applies this strategy, right? But CS um, really can be a revenue driver. But I, what I do notice is that a lot of customer success teams, they have like um, cold water fear when it comes to bringing in uh, the revenue part in customer success. It, it, it's like, oh, no, 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 this is sales. We're not sales. Uh, we don't want those um, hard numbers in here. Um, whereas they, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit when you are in CS when it comes to contributing to the top line of your company. And not only does it allow you to, um, uh, to contribute to the top line of your company, it also, in these hard economical times, helps you to justify your CS budget in front of your CFO. If you are contributing directly to the revenue of your company, there's no better argument towards your CFO or your CEO to say, look, we need the CS budget because we, we have contributed this much in revenue, right? So it has a, it has a double effect for, for um, uh, CS teams. And we, this is not just theory, right? We, we also see this in practice in our projects. And, and we see that in the research. So, yeah. Well, it's actually quite interesting what you're, what you're saying because um, it is a complicated thing for, for more supporting teams to monetize the things they are doing. And generally, when you get budget cuts, budget cuts are always related to business cases. If you have a good business case, you get more budgets at the end of the day. And this, I think, mm -hmm. is something um, um, I was hoping three years ago when... Um, uh, I had a, had a similar role uh, playing for an international company that that would change quite drastically. But even now, when I engage with my clients, I still see that um, post sales teams are a cost center, not a profit center. 
And that's something we can change through having those KPIs. Now, I've got a question for the people um, in the call. Uh, you can respond in the chat. Because uh, I'm actually quite curious which KPIs you currently use within your company to measure um, customer success, or at least growth within your organization. Uh, do you mind, guys, putting uh, your notes in, uh, in, in the chat? ARR, Maria? MRR, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, that's that's a very good one, Frank, because that, that's actually what Frank just answered is basically the, the essence of, of the whole thing, right? Uh, um, secondary sales qualified leads, yep. Yeah. Uh, Frank, can you uh, can you join uh, the conversation? Sure. GRR and NRR, explain. Yeah, I mean, like as Tom rightly points out, if you just go with NRR, you're you're looking at, you know, and and look, I was in Salesforce right at the beginning when we were actually realizing that, oh, hang on, there's a downside to this recurring revenue model, and it's churn. Um, so, but. And when we initially floated, we used to hide our churn behind NRR metrics. Mm -hmm. So we talk about how we grew, mm -hmm. but we wouldn't actually talk about what we lost. So therefore, um, GRR is extremely important. However, if we look at customer success purely as churn prevention, you encourage what I believe is a closed mindset. Whereas you need to have both. And when, and you know, when, when I've worked with organizations and had large teams, we've compensated on both, um, both metrics because not only do you want to protect what you've got, if we're called customer success, it's about success. It's about success for the customer. It's success for your company. How do you do that? You do that by driving growth and success within yeah. that company. I know I'm using success twice, yeah. but that's what it is. How do you manage that or how do you measure it? That's your NRR component. Now, this is why I like your answer so much because I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, in, 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 in the economical times we are in right now, GRR, I think, is the one you need to keep a close eye on to make sure that you avoid losing the, uh, this recurring revenue. But if not, like, um, uh, if you would say like a year ago, I would have said, go for NRR, because that's where the growth is. This is where you as a CS team can show that you are more than just a churn buster. You can, you can contribute to the top line of your company. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, if you can track both GRR and NRR, that's, that's excellent. Um, however, I do not know what your experience is, but my experience with customers is, is that um, it's not always that obvious for them to track uh, um, both, uh, especially not the GRR. It's, it's, it's often, often they have a hard time uh, measuring that, getting all the data in and getting it right. Uh, so they tend to go for NRR because they confuse it with ARR. Yeah, I, I have to be honest with you. I, 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 I've never had a problem with finding organizations that measure GRR. Um, 
you know, it, that that's in, in all the, the CS organizations I've run, I've never seen that as, as being an issue. Um, so for me, it's always been just very clear. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's crack on. So, let's crack on. So, looking at the time. so uh, Tom, uh, as part of your customer cross, you have been analyzing a lot of data over the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. And um, can we take a look? Can you share some insights on the conclusions of your initial analysis? And maybe also in, in second line, let's also look at what the impact on, of the crisis is on those numbers. Uh, well, what we actually did was, um, uh, we, we can talk about the customer cross later, but the, the research we did was as was actually um, part of that of that um, of that development. And what we did is, um, over a time lapse of of uh, about ten years, from twenty eleven to twenty twenty one, we um, we gathered data of two hundred sixty three thousand companies. We anonymized it just to be clear. Um, and um, we analyzed over 3 million data points. So it's, 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 a, it's a pretty nice uh, uh, data set because it's what we're talking B2B here. Um, and the objective of the research was actually um, to find what KPIs make sense to track and pilot your customer success actions. Right? Uh, in, in other words, um, um, which KPI correlates the highest with what CS action and thus helps you to pilot that customer success action. So um, we, we gathered that data, we analyzed it, we crunched it, uh, and, and we found some pretty nice insights. Now, to be honest, the full result of the research is a, a pretty impressive matrix, <laughs> uh, which uh, would take us another session just to explain you the matrix. Um, but the three main findings there were, um, I can share those with you because I can do that in a nutshell. Uh, number one, um, if you had to choose one and only one KPI to predict churn, it should be usage, right? Uh, or, or any other any other transactional KPI like number of active users, uh, uh, lost logins, and, and and that kind of stuff. But um, let's go for usage. If you can, if you have only one KPI you can select, it should be usage, right? Um, uh, and uh, so uh, to track to track the first impact, which was uh, churn, um, this is your number one favorite. Uh, go for go for usage. If you can have only one KPI, go for usage. Uh, for your information, the number two in the list is is customer results or customer outcome, right? So if if you don't have the usage, go for user results, user outcome, which is another very good uh, KPI. Second important finding. Um, CSTAT is, uh, is a very common KPI uh, or parameter used within customer success. Well, uh, from our research uh, on the huge data set we had, um, we found out that CSAT is worthless when it comes to predicting churn. Uh, and it's not to say that there is a small correlation between CSAT and customer loyalty. No, there is none. It's, it's that zero no correlation whatsoever. So, um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that CSAT is not a real thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't satisfy your customers. All I'm saying is that there is no statistical evidence that um, there is a correlation between uh, the time the customer will stay with you and the answers they will give you in a CSAT or an MPS survey. So forget CSAT to predict 
customer loyalty or to predict churn, it, it's useless. Three, um, by far the most KPIs and the easiest to track KPIs are the ones to track commercial actions. So this circles back to the, to the conversation we had just a moment ago uh, with Frank. Um, th there's an, a couple of, of, of metrics like ARR, customer lifetime value, um, uh, customer success qualified leads, which are pretty easy to get in almost every organization. And they really help you uh, to guide you when, when tackling the second impact, which we were discussing, which is lacking new business, right? So, um, so make sure that you, uh, you, you can uh, leverage those, those KPIs. They are usually very easy to find within your organization. Check it in Salesforce or contact your, your finance department if, if you do not have them. Uh, to circle back on the second part of your question, which was how did those have those insights been influenced by today's economic situation? Um, well, uh, the, the outcome of the research as such has not been changed. I mean, uh, um, uh, CSAT is still useless if you want to predict customer loyalty. That hasn't changed with, with the recession. Um, but it is the way that, uh, how should I say it? It's more the way you use the data and the findings that has changed in, in today's economical situation, right? Um, if you know that customer usage is your most important KPI uh, to, pre to predict churn um, and it goes down, uh, what should you do? Uh, being proactive on that KPI will help you an awful lot to secure your revenue. And, and many of us experienced uh, recently that um, in a lot of companies, CS teams um, uh, are getting under very high pressure. Churn goes up, uh, uh, budgets go down, uh, team members are being laid off, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, or how many of us didn't get the question from, from our CFO, okay, now that we have this customer success thing, how can you scale this? Which usually means how can you do more of it less, right? So CS teams are, are getting under very high pressure and, and, um, and uh, this causes stress, right? This causes stress in, in customer success teams. And then what we then see is a natural tendency of people to try to please every customer. They will treat every customer outcry with the same priority, the same urgency. Uh, because they're afraid uh, uh, to lose, to lose uh, customers. They're afraid of the churn. Uh, and they will try to please everyone. But in fact, what we should do is the opposite, right? Um, this is exactly the, the, the time and the moment to prioritize. Um, not every customer can be saved or, or is worth saving, right? Uh, I know this might sound as a shock to customer success people, but uh, think about it. Not every customer can be saved. Not every customer is worth saving. And if a customer has to cancel his or her contract because of budget cuts, uh, accept it. Full stop. Um, customer success teams can they can let go of customers. They can let customers churn and still keep a good relationship with that customer. And as a company, you will lose the ARR and the potential expansion, but you will hopefully uh, keep more future uh, second order revenue, right? And, and second order revenue potential can be massive. So, um, so make sure not to screw up on that one. It's very critical in this, in this, uh, in this period, in this time with this economical situation that you learn to cope with that and, and, 
uh, to make sure that you quit uh, within, um, but still having a good relationship um, with your customer. And, and this is very different from the economical situation we had about uh, a year ago. Um, and, and companies that, that can minimize the churn uh, and create positive customer outcomes with, uh, with, with a high ROI will be much better positioned um, to not only survive this, this recession or should I say looming recession, um, but they will thrive it. And, and, and how companies prioritize customer success will, will actually determine how, how these companies come out of, 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 of this recession in the end. So maybe so maybe a question uh, to the people. Uh, maybe a question to the people uh, uh, who are joining today. If you look at your own company, uh, did you do you feel you get enough guidance or uh, give enough guidance to the the team members in your organization with respect to basically the goals and objectives for this year? Uh, uh, is this something you 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 if you if you look at last year moving forward to this year? Do you feel changes are needed? And if so, what would be your recommendation? Uh, put it in the chat and I will, I will see what the responses are. Uh, now, to already um, uh, give my view upon that, I mean, yeah, um, the, the today's economical situation will influence your priorities, it definitely will. Uh, I mean, we already mentioned that uh, focus on GRR, for instance, that's a priority. Um, but um, defining the right actions uh, depends uh, on more than just today's economical situation, right? Uh, in the end, um, okay, this economical situation forces us to review our priorities and maybe um, temporarily shift the focus. But bottom line, your, your CS strategy uh, will remain, on one hand, getting higher retention, and on the other hand, trying to drive uh, more up and, and cross-sell. So, so that's not really going to change. And, and in my opinion, um, the, the deciding what you should do, what actions you should take, um, is more... Uh, is more uh, is influenced by by um, other dimensions, which uh, which are the the ease of the ease of use of your product, or call it the complexity, which is the maturity of your organization. Are you a young startup? Are you a very mature organization that's been around for ages? Uh, and the degree of your customer engagement. Are you in a space where there's a very high customer engagement? Or are you in a space with a very low customer engagement? And if you take those three parameters, you can really define a nice set of best actions, which you should uh, then track with the corresponding KPIs. And, and, and I think that is as relevant as, as today's economical situation, which for me, more me is like, okay, we, we need to shift focus temporarily or put more uh, focus on, 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 on one or the other uh, actions we have planned, but the strategy as such is, is determined by, by, um, by more general factors than just uh, today's economic situation. And, and this is exactly what we, what we do with the customer cross, right? We, we try to, we, we give this easy to use framework to define that best set of actions. 
Nice, nice. Hey, looking at the time, uh, we I promised you guys uh, for the people joining that we would stay within 45 minutes, but I also want to give you guys the opportunity to ask questions. So you can uh, 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 unlock your, uh, unmute your uh, microphones. Um, uh, do you guys have questions for Tom, maybe even Frank, because Frank has a great, was a great contributor, or myself? If there are questions, this is your opportunity to ask. Um. I have one for you, maybe Rahim, yeah. and and um, and that is, um, have have you seen you personally from from within your organization DNA? Uh, what has been the biggest impact that you have seen uh, in this recession? Well, I think we are lucky uh, lucky in uh, in the segment we are in uh, because we help organizations with growth and we help organizations with uh, mainly M and A and restructuring. And also, also the majority of the projects we are doing, um, generally crisis is good for us. Sounds a bit weird, but if there's a crisis, I have more work. <laughs> so crisis is actually good for us. The challenge you see now, and that's one point you uh, actually tapped in into the beginning, is that most tech startup scale-ups, and there's also our target group uh, here in Spain, um, they have never had a crisis before. They haven't had the crisis of 2008. When all people got laid off and all the issues, uh, mm -hmm. the only crisis they've been handling was the uh, the, the health uh, crisis we had with COVID. Yeah. And that was a crisis where we had to adjust between homework and, 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 and office work, uh, mental health. It was a bit of a different crisis. It wasn't really a financial crisis. So uh, mm -hmm. for us, it's a quite easy one because for us, it's an, it's an opportunity actually to, to share all that knowledge and experience. What we do see, however, is that we also work for corporates. We have quite some corporates in our portfolio. We do quite some consulting for them. And what we have seen in the past few months, travel restrictions, less budgets, um, teams that uh, actually have to grow because they are developing new cool stuff to win in the markets, uh, to increase their competitive advantages, are not getting the resources anymore. So you see people working overtime, people getting stressed, people, it gets more and more complex because the expectation at the end of the year, as if people here work in corporate structures, if there's a 6% growth number somewhere decided in the US or wherever the, the head of it is, the whole organization needs to ramp up to achieve that. And they do it in two ways. One, they ramp up to achieve that by investing, but now they're not investing. They are now looking at how, where can we cut costs? It first starts with travel restrictions, then it starts with uh, uh, other restrictions, less, 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 less uh, fun stuff to do. Uh, I've seen quite, of, quite some of my clients canceling the year-end party, which from, from, yeah. for me is, is, is crazy as change lead, because if you change, you, 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 you cancel your year-end party, you lose the connection with your people. Uh, you want to give them, you, you have to gonna, probably this year, going to give them bad news, but you want to keep them motivated. So what, what I see within organizations initially is the first step. Uh, how, how do we uh, uh, react to the COVID and to the, to COVID, to, to the crisis uh, based mm -hmm. on the finances? What I also do see is, uh, and this is one of the reasons why I have uh, asked you to join, is that we are not measuring customer success in a correct manner. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. It depends on the organization, eh? but I see organizations who are not as a tech startup, who don't have recurring revenue, just one-offs, and they're, trying, they're, they're searching on how 
to define the KPIs. And it's not just the KPIs. The second step behind KPIs is actioning it. What actions do you take and which of those actions actually derive value to achieve that goal? And that's different per, per segment. It seems that the, the good years we had, the comfortable years we had, where every year we could grow in the last eight, nine years, every year it was actually quite okay. Um, those years are over. Now we need to take a step towards how can we change certain things or how can we uh, uh, measure the actions we're taking towards a certain uh, KPI. And that's a struggle you currently see happening. I'm not sure how it's going to evolve. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. The difference now is that we are a smaller company uh, doing the cool and fun stuff. That's why we live in Spain. That's why I have a nice color from the sun. But uh, effectively, we don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming year. Uh, we do see that there is going to be an, a, a good opportunity for organizations to improve. You only improve when you're in crisis because then you have to step out of your comfort zone. I, I generally well, every, every crisis is an opportunity, isn't it? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, 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 I th and I think the opportunity here for customer success teams is exactly to to um, to prove their value to to the organization, to prove that you you're not, you can protect the revenue and that you are there to protect the existing revenue, but also that you can contribute to the top line in in times where where your salespeople have a hard time finding new business. So exactly. I think the opportunity lays there. The opportunity is there. Uh, I think we all agree to that. Hey, guys, we're looking at, at the time. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining. I really appreciate your, your time. Uh, I hope that you guys had, uh, are, are getting gaining value out of this session. Uh, thank you so much, Tom, for joining. Thank you, Wendy, for organizing. Frank, contribution. I love it. So thanks for contributing. Um, but just to close off, uh, Tom, um, some last words from you. Well, if, if you are interested in, in learning more about this, we have a two hours uh, online um, webinar, which you can join. Um, or if you really want to go to, um, to the next step, the next level, we also offer in-company workshops and, and complete packages, which, uh, which will help you to uh, define or redefine your customer success strategy uh, to make it through these hard times. But um, I, I, I guess you will uh, be able to give uh, details to the people how they can learn more about either this this online webinar or or the uh, the workshops. So, yeah, we will share some more information in the weeks to come. Uh, there will be some. Uh, uh, if you want to have direct information, feel free to contact Wendy or myself uh, through LinkedIn or via our website. Uh, we will be happy to provide you with any information you need and have the conversation. Again, thank you all for joining. Uh, it was a really nice first lunch and learn session. Thank you, John, uh, Tom. Thank you, Frank. And thank you, Wendy. And thank you all of you guys for contributing. Have a lovely, thank lovely day. Thank you all day. and thank you for having me. Bye, Rahim. See you.